Oh, hi, Bruno. How you doing? Fine, are you? Great. Okay, your, your real name is Peter Jean Hernandez. That's right. Have you ever met Bruno Sammartino? Never met Bruno Sammartino. I hope I do one day, though. Yeah? Does he know that? I hope so. Ever, I hope so. <laughs> I tell the story everywhere I go. For some reason, everyone's interested in where I got this name from. Yeah. But it's after, it's after him. <laughs> now, what is it for you? Um, I, I checked some old uh, photographs of him, but I can't imagine that you really look like him. <laughs> I guess I was a little bulldog when I was a baby. That's yeah. why my, my father decided to nickname me Bruno. But you listen now to the, to the name Bruno more than Peter? Always. My whole life I've been Bruno. No, no one calls me Peter. No one calls you Peter anymore? Uh, not even your mom? Or no, never called, my mother never called me Peter. Okay. It was always Bruno. Okay. Um, well, you were raised in a musical f family. Um, what was the first instrument that you could play? Did you still remember? The first instrument, I, I believe, was um, the drums. That was the first instrument. And uh, percussion. My dad was a Latin percussionist, so he always had like congas and bongos. So I'd always, I'd always play that. And what age were you? I was around five, six years old. And what did you turn to after the, the drums? Um, guitar. I want to learn how to play guitar. Why? I want to learn how to play guitar because I, I would watch, uh, I saw Jimi Hendrix play guitar. And I thought that was really cool as a kid. I was like, man, if I could do that one day, maybe I might be cool. What was the first song that you actually could play of him? Do you still recall? Of Jimi Hendrix? Of Jimi Hendrix? I learned how to play uh, the Star Spangled Banner. And um, the song that I really liked was Fire. Fire, yeah. So more the up-tempo up stuff. Up-tempo stuff, yeah. yeah. And, y and you're also really fond of Elvis Presley? Yeah, big fan of Elvis. Big fan. Um, well, there's always, always a, the, the debate about his uh, rock period and his Las Vegas period. Yeah. What period do you like best? I like the 1950s Elvis. That's what I grew up watching. I used to love watching the, the uh, when he would do the TV shows. And if you know the history behind it, I, I think it's really cool. The fact that they wouldn't film him from the waist down because it was too risque at the time. Um, you know, it kind of freaked America out. I think that's what, what I like. But if you, if you look at it now, it's still really, well, Hot and, and, and yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah, if you watch it now, and I think the reason why, same the, the reason why I like Elvis is the same reason why I like James Brown, Michael Jackson, Prince. Um, you know, these guys know how to go up on stage with their band and control their environment, rock the party. No tricks, no smoke, no mirrors, just raw talent and great songs. If you have to pick one that you really well, that you at, at, admire the most, which, which would it be? Who do I admire James the most? Brown, James Brown, or Prince I think, or I think um, as far as music is concerned, I think no one has done it in such a big way than, than Michael Jackson. What you mean his own music writing? Just around? everything, all around. The whole, the whole thing, when it comes down to music videos, the way he dressed, how innovative he was. I think you can go to any country in the world and five-year-old kids will know who Michael Jackson is because he's such a, he's just such a, big part of music. His music just brought the world together, basically. And after that, Elvis? Behind that? Um, uh, man, I, I never came up with a list before. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I like these guys for all different reasons, so it's hard okay. for me to put them in. No, just, just, just pick a few parts. And Elvis, well, what, what, what do you admire in him? 
like I said, I, the reason why I like Elvis so much is because, um, you know, at, 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 if you if you know the story a little bit, he's just taking chances, and um, he grew up listening to music that um, people weren't allowed to listen to, and uh, I just like the fact that he didn't care, and he did it. Prince, Prince, being extremely innovative, and again, someone that is such an individual uh, and a, a freak of talent. You know, the guy plays so many instruments and and plays instruments. You know, he can hang with the best on any instrument, on the drums, on on guitar, on piano, uh, and an incredible, incredible songwriter. So, what time frame do you like of his work? Um. The 80s, 90s, or maybe now even? Yeah, uh, of course, the Prince in the 80s was was king. And Jimmy? What do, what do you like in him, Jimi Hendrix? Jimi Hendrix? Uh, Jimi Hendrix, I think, was the best guitar player. Maybe, you know, there was guys that came after him that were a little more technical, and, and but as far as overall tone, and you can hear emotion when he plays guitar. You know, he's playing guitar and he's making you feel something the way he, the way he solos and the way he strums. I think that's what it gives him that. He, he, he mastered his instrument. Every emotion that he felt, he knew how to play it through his guitar. And his songwriting, do you? Songwriting's amazing. Songwriting's amazing. I, re I really like the slow stuff because, because he could write beautiful, beautiful slow songs. Like oh, yeah. He's um, a killer. So, someone else you, you named was James Brown. What, what do you admire in him? James Brown. What I like about James Brown is... Um, I, I heard this story. I don't know if it's true or not, but it's just a great story that uh, Mick Jagger said one of the hardest things he had to do was follow James Brown. And if you watch James Brown, you understand why. It, it, he's just... Uh, He's just something else. It looked like, you know, this is something that the world has never seen before. And maybe never see again, but I, I, I always refer to a performance that he did on the Tammy show, James Brown. And he had him, like uh, three dancers, three background dancers in his band. And, uh, you know, it wasn't choreography. There was no choreography. It's not like what you see today when you see dancers. It was just you know, this is the emotion that they felt when they were singing this song and the way they would just jam like that and the way he would dance is phenomenal. You could tell Michael Jackson watched him. You could tell Prince watched him. And to this day, there's still artists watching. I'm watching how, how he just made a party out of his performance. Um, well, you are a songwriter, even, even before you had your own uh, uh, career. Um, do you still recall the first song that you said, well, now I'm, now I'm getting somewhere? That's, it was Nothing On You. When, yeah. when we recorded... Recently, so not, let's say, 10 or 20 years ago, that you, that you, that you wrote a song? Oh, no, you know, I just... I started writing songs when I moved up to California around four years ago, five years ago. Oh, I thought you were even writing Back in Hawaii, maybe. No, I never wrote no? a song in my life before. It was never... That never... Uh, that didn't pay the bills, <laughs> you know, like, um, and, and, and as a young man, I was just doing um, a bunch of shows and stuff like that. So that wasn't in the back of my mind. 
I knew that I wanted to one day, but at the time it, I, I wasn't, oh, there was no need for that. Okay. So then you moved to? California. That's where you actually started And that's writing. when I started writing music. That's can you, can you uh, picture me the, well, the atmosphere and uh, where you were when you f wrote your first song? I wrote my first song in my bedroom. Uh, I was living with my sister at the time. She had a room for me, and I was in my bed uh, putting some, some lyrics down. And why did, you st why did you decide to write, well, to start writing songs? I, start, I, wanted, I, I wanted to write songs because I didn't want no one else to write a song for me. I just thought, and I didn't want to wait for anybody else to write a song for me. I think that was more of the reason I was so frustrated because I got signed at a young age and I, I just felt like I was just waiting and waiting and waiting for everybody. Waiting for a producer to work with me, waiting for a songwriter to work with me. You know, I play a little bit of guitar, I play a little bit of piano, so why wouldn't I want to just do it by myself? What was that song? Um, what was that song called? I think that song was called um, Sugar Mama. <laughs> was it good? No, it was terrible. Yeah. Then you progressed into well, more songwriting. What was the first song? Well, you, all, you already mentioned it, but what was the first song that you thought, well, now I'm getting somewhere? Uh, you know, there was a couple songs. It, it was really right round for Flow Rider that kind of gave us a taste of the charts and, and, and what, it's, what it's like to have a hit, you know? Uh, we're very blessed to be a part of that song, but that song was a cover that we kind of flipped the words. It was from a group called uh, Dead or Alive. Like a record, baby, right, round, round, round. And, uh, you know, we flipped it a little bit to make it, to try to modernize it and and make it fit. But as far as our style is concerned and as far as the way we we write songs and produce songs, Nothing On You was, was really the one. And when you wrote it, did you know, well, now we have something? Uh, when we wrote it, you never know if you have a hit or not. You know that it's special because um, you just get this feeling when when everything is... It, this is the hard part of the song is saying everything you want to say in three and a half minutes. What are you really trying to say and, and actually say it? and have a point and have a statement. And the statement is, it doesn't matter how many beautiful girls there are, you know, they, from, for me, they have nothing on you. And as far, even as far as the lyrics in Bob's verse are concerned, I think he did it. So when, you so when we listen to it back for the first time, it takes you, it, you know, it's a movie. It's like a, a, a movie, it takes you on this journey of, of, of beginning, a middle, and end. So that, that makes a, a song a good song for you. I don't know if it makes it makes it a good song for me. Yeah, for you, I mean, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, well, um, and after that, um, can you say that 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 well, you've um, developed some 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 sort of songwriting style routine, maybe? Can you say? Uh, there's no, there's no. It's pretty unorthodox. How I write a song, and me and my production team write songs. It's really just. If it comes, it comes. If it doesn't, it don't. You know, it's like there's no there's no science or math to it. So, what is your role then? Do you actually well, um, song uh, lyric wise or maybe 
melodies or even maybe the instrument beats? Yeah, know. all of that. All I, of it. Oh, yeah. So there's no one? No, I think we all take turns doing different things. Sometimes I'll have a melody, I'll call Philip Lawrence up, sing it to him. He'll tell me it's, it's terrible or he'll tell me that's great. Um, sometimes Phil will have a melody do the same. Sometimes I'll come up with a riff on the guitar or the piano and it, it, it always just falls together or it blows up. <laughs> Does it blow up nowadays? I mean, some, sometimes people say, well, when, I'm, when, I've, well, when I've written many songs and I know, actually, in the beginning of the songwriting stage, I know if it's going, going to work or not. So then they don't put effort in a song that's not, well, that's not really working. How, how, how is it for you? Yeah, so I mean, yeah, we've a lot of it's just different. Sometimes we write a song and the first day, and you're just like, oh, this song is awesome. And then you hear it back the next day, and it's like, what were we thinking? This is complete garbage. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, uh, let me see. Um, I would like to go into one song more, sp more specific. Um, just the way you are. Do you still recall what was the starting point of that song? It's the, you know, in that song, for instance, in Just the Way You Are, the way it worked was. We heard these chords. Da, na, 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 na. So we're listening to those chords and trying to hear where we want to go with melody. And a lot of times, I'll, a lot of times it's a freestyle. So I'll put on headphones, listen to it, and we'll record. And um, I remember going, her eyes, her eyes, da 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 da. Her hair, her hair. That was in the the demo. That so you know that that's what felt natural to me is to sing her eyes her eyes make the stars look like they're not shining or, and stuff like that. So when we listen back to it, we'll try to put a story to, together and try to think of what we want to talk about. And in just the way you are, it felt like we should talk about just how women, you know, do so much to try to make themselves feel beautiful. And a lot of times when you're in a relationship, you try to take your girlfriend out to dinner and, you know, she's trying on 10 different outfits on, uh, she's trying 10 different outfits to, just, to, just to go out and doing her hair. And you thought she was beautiful with what she was wearing. And I think that's what, that, that's what we were trying to say in the song. You don't have to do too much for me because I'm with you for who you are and what you look like. And music-wise, do you know what, what sort of arrangements that you want to have in the song? How, how when, we, when we arrange a song, um, you know, it, it takes you. You got to know where you want to go. You have to know where you want to go, what feels, uh, when is it the time to go the way you are? When is it that time? And it's different things like that. Okay. Um, well, the album is called Doo-Wops and Hooligans. Um, What is the last time you've been a hooligan? When's the last time I've been a hooligan? That was called Doo-Wops and Hooligans for, for a, a different a couple reasons, actually. Uh, I feel like I have songs that, that are very catered to, to women and love, and I have some songs that I think, uh, I think guys can understand, even love songs that guys have been like, you know, I've, I've been there, I've been there. Uh, so Doo-Wops is girls, that's what we call girls in the States, are Doo-Wops. And the hooligans is, you know, the guys. Uh, also, doo-wop being a very special genre of music because I've listened to doo-wop music my whole life. And I think that's where my writing style comes from. Uh, if you listen to doo-wop music, it's very simple and straight to the point. Do you have, do you have a name of 
of a band or maybe in a group that, that you say, well, that's really one doo-wop group that really influenced me? Uh, I'll tell you a song. A song that really influenced me is a, a, a song called I Only Have Eyes For You by the Flamingos. And that, that's when we were writing nothing on you, that's what we were trying to do. If you listen to the melody of this song, it's just it's perfect. And he's not saying much. He's just telling a girl, I only have eyes for you. You know, beautiful girls all over the world, but they got nothing on you. That's mm-hmm. the same thing we're saying. But the way they did it, the way they arranged this melody and the way they, they performed it is, is a home run. You can't play that for a woman without her feeling something. And that's what we, we try to do when we write songs like that. I have a few, two more questions. Um, reggae is really big in Hawaii. Huge in Hawaii. How come? Reggae is huge in Hawaii because, I, you know, island. There, there's, it, it's just, I, it's just, yeah, exactly. It's the island atmosphere. It's sunny, and I think reggae. I think reggae altogether is is kind of world music, and I think Hawaii is so so eclectic that that's kind of the glue. Reggae music. Everyone's at the beach listening to reggae. Everyone's at parties playing reggae. A bunch of reggae bands and. You know, Bob Marley is, is is just huge out there. And I grew up listening to all that, Peter Tosh and Bears Hammond and, and uh, even the police. You know, it's just, um, I think that, that music, uh, there's no, um, there's no boundaries for reggae music. And that, I think that's, it's like freedom music. You're up for seven Grammys. Uh, which one do you really want to win? I am up for seven Grammys. Okay. I always, I think um, it don't matter for me which one I which one I win. But uh, you must have a favorite. I think. I think producer of the year. That would be a pretty big one to win. You know the chances are, who knows? But I think producer of the year is. I'd feel cool saying I was the producer of the year in 2010. Thank you. Thank you.